Hey friends, James Corbett here, CorbettReport.com, coming to you in December of 2022 with a special edition of the podcast, namely an appearance of myself on Revelations Radio News with Tim Kilkenny and Andrew Hoffman at RevelationsRadioNews.com. And they had me on as guest choice number one, as they say, for episode 300 of their podcast, which has now been going for, what, 11 years, is it? A long time in the podcasting world. So a significant milestone for the Revelations Radio News podcast, as you'll know uh, from my previous appearances on their podcast. I have been appearing on their podcast for several years now, and uh, I know people quite enjoy our conversations, a little bit more looser banter-style communication. So uh, I am posting my interview part of their 300th episode. Their 300th episode is three hours long, so if you want to listen to the full episode, of course, the link will be in the show notes from CorbettReport.com, and I suggest you do so. Uh, But uh, I am just playing the part of the interview where they are interviewing me. However, (laughs) it it has become a running joke. Tim, are you recording? (laughs) Ha ha. Because a few episodes in Revelations Radio News past have been lost due to various technical malfunctions, and of course the joke was made in our initial 20 minutes or so of the conversation, and (laughs) through absolutely no fault of Tim Kilkenny's, there was a technical glitch in the recording, the call dropped off, and we lost the first 20 minutes of the conversation. So, Please do not give Tim a hard time about it. It was not his fault, but <laughs> nonetheless, <laughs> it does seem to be there's there's certain gremlins in the system every time I'm on their program anyway. So that opening banter was is lost for eternity. It's unfortunate because there was some good clarifications about Claude Lemieux and other such funny running in-jokes, as people who have listened to our previous conversations will know. But anyway, it picks up in the meat and potatoes of the conversation as they're starting to ask me, and as I'm asking them, also, since this is their 300th episode, I'm asking them about various aspects of their, their work, and they're asking me about various aspects of my work, and we're cutting in on the conversation just as Andrew is asking me about Substack, and how I've been on that platform for mm, several months now. I don't remember exactly when I signed up, and we talk start talking we, we pick up the conversation at that point. So I'll just cut in the conversation here. I'll have some words to wrap up after the end of this interview. As always, again, please check the show notes for the link to the full 300th episode of Revelations Radio News. But here we go. So, James, what's your opinion of Substack? You've been known as a, a frequent critic of some social media platform. So what's, what's your experience been like with, with Substack? You are right. I am a frequent critic of social media platforms. I'm glad. I hope I am known as such. Um, okay. So the reason that I um, signed up with Substack at all um, was because uh, I, I don't remember who it was in relation to or in what particular way, but I, I know that several months ago there were, there was, some pressure of, oh, you've got to deplatform this person saying these horrible things about COVID. And Substack issued some sort of statement. We will not do that. We are not going to cater to uh, the outrage mob or blah, blah, blah. Whatever the statement was, basically, uh, you know, free speech lives on Substack, something along those lines. So I thought, well, oh, yeah, really? <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll find out about there. that. Yeah. So I signed up and... 
And here's the uh, here's the thing about it. Um, it it has been a, a wonderful platform in terms of getting my word out to people because I have been, as I'm sure you guys know, for years and years and years. I have a subscriber newsletter with the subscriber editorial, but every single week I made that make that subscriber editorial for free, freely available. You have to click the link over to. At first, I was putting it on Steemit. I put it on uh, Minds.com. When I started putting it on Substack, suddenly it's like people were reading it and I was getting comments about it and people were, yeah, it was being posted elsewhere and it's just like suddenly it existed. Uh, so obviously no one was looking at those other platforms. People are looking at Substack. So at any rate, for the time being, it has been an effective way of getting the word out, which at the end of the day is kind of what this is about. But in terms of ideal platforms and ideal ways of distributing information, etc., I'm not sure any social media platform really lives up to my ideals, sure. but that's why I have to dirty myself by, you know, getting the word out there and hopefully drawing people towards better ways of communicating the simpler ways, the ways that actually would make a lot more sense. Like RSS, we do not need social media platform middlemen telling right. us how to connect with each other. We can connect directly, but how are you going to reach the people who need to hear that? You've got to reach into the matrix. So that was why I was on YouTube in the first place. And that is why, for example, I am I am highly suspect of Rumble and their Peter Thiel mm, money and all sure. of that. But yeah. I have just recently uh, signed up with um, Content Safe. There's a, a, a company called Content Safe. Matt Raymer is running it. Who they will take the your your feed and basically they will do the uploading to various other platforms. So now I'm up on Rumble. I'm up on Rockfin. Um, it's not because I think these are the best places necessarily that meet all my ideal criteria, but I am just trying to reach out as far as I can. Of course, not to YouTube, though. That is the one. That is definitely where I will draw my line. I'm not on YouTube. I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on Twitter. I'm not on all of the normie platforms. Right. And, well, someone else is putting your stuff on YouTube there, but uh, oh, that's, there's, good. A, there's a new Corbett report. As long as they're not channel. pretending to be me, I'm fine. <laughs> no, it's they, in the description, it's, it's clearly a fan who says uh no affiliation with james Corbett. cool all right good so but uh i have an answer okay september 2nd 2012 james as you know your podcast is awesome i've been listening since 2009 have enjoyed every minute i'm the co-host of a weekly podcast mm -hmm. called revelations radio news we cover alternative news from a christian perspective i told my co-host tim kilkenny that about your show last year and he's been a voracious listener ever since we plug and reference your podcast regularly would love to have you on as a guest i think the topic blah 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 blah. i think p-tech is awesome you blew me away let's talk about jockey lul on and on but that's it <laughs> best best regards andrew hoffman so andrew nice. reached right. out monday thank you andrew yeah so, so, so there it is now, surely I didn't respond to that to say that I am a regular listener, because I don't think I knew about you before no, that point. No, no. That's, I, think, uh, I think that's the original one right there. Yeah. Uh, your response was just, thanks for getting in touch. I'm happy yeah, we, to do your show okay. to talk about right. P-Tech, whatever okay. you want to talk about. Cool. Well, there you go. It's nice to have an actual answer. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Tim. No worries. Who's what? You got the next question, Andrew? Well, so one of your, this is kind of a, a switch there, but I'll just my two cents on Substack. I know the there's RSS readers and there's better ways of doing it, but the inbox feature where I can just one click free subscribe to all these different things mm. and all the new stuff is there and I can just yep. 
go through it one after the other. It's it's very handy. Uh, it's very convenient. So, yeah. yeah. So, that, I'm not obviously not a writer, but as a reader of Substacks, it's nice to just literally just like look down and like, oh, Andrew just put out a post. Oh, James just posted something. Mm, like, oh, yeah, just it, be able to read it almost instantly. You know, the most handy function from my perspective is it's the email list as well, because a lot of people right. want to sign up for email and... I've tried lots of different methods for that, and this is the easiest. Mm-hmm. They're all so clunky through WordPress or whatever. Yep. It's, it's just a pain yep, in the yep, butt. Yep. That's why I haven't done one, actually. Yeah. yeah. And the- you guys need a re- RRN substack. Yeah. I think there is one. I think I need to fix it, though. <laughs> oh. I think I started it, and it's just, I don't know, it's just kind of running on its own. But yeah, I should get one. You're right. Because that is a good place to reach people. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it seems like, at least at this point, it's an honest algorithm as far as like you may mm. be interested in mm. this yeah. other thing, which is yeah. The I have I have encountered I've 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 seen things that I probably would not have seen if it weren't right. for Substack. So yeah, for the time being, it, it's running all right, and for the time being, they're not censoring. That can and will change on a dime, as we all know. Yes. So yeah. you know, but that's it, the thing. We you know, are we going to sacrifice being able to reach out to people and using something that works because it isn't perfect and not ideal and blah, blah, blah. It's like every time I bring up the Wayback Machine, which is a very handy thing in the research that I do, mm-hmm. but someone will point out, well, they they put out a couple of years ago, they said they're going to start putting, you know, uh, not warning labels, but, you know, like this, this has checks. been retracted. Yeah, fact checks on their Waybacks, which I haven't seen yet. But every time I even talk about the existence of Wayback, people are pointing that out. And I'm like, okay, well... We'll deal with that when, when we deal with that. But for the time being, for right, right. now, for today, this works. Let's let's use it as a tool. I'm looking forward to seeing your version of the old internet, their critic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It seems like kind of yeah. A Where's big your archive of that particular web page from 15 yeah. years ago? Yeah, yeah. So you did a recent episode, CIA and the Media 2.0, mm. and you also sneak previewed CIA mm. and the media 3.0. Yeah. And this is, I'm, I'm curious as to your perspective on, uh, I, I think we've definitely seen a shift in the way the propaganda is distributed where even unwillingly or unintentionally alternative media is a big part of, you know, mm-hmm. like there's some big event that happens, whether it's COVID or, or something else, like there is messaging that uh, it, it's very different from the messaging in normie, supposed mainstream yep. media. For but sure. there's, you know, there's an agenda behind it. Do you have any? Oh, any 100%. Yes. Um, conspiracy, quote unquote, whatever you call it, has been mainstreamed. And people, I mean, there is no denying now that the internet is the way that people receive most of their information. So, of course, of course, they're going to try to put it out as if, oh, here's here's that alternative information you were looking for. Um, you would have to be utterly naive to think that that isn't going on. And I would point to the what I think is was probably the, the biggest test of that that we've seen so far, the QAnon nonsense mm, of the last several yeah. years. Um, that What do you think that was? Uh, at the end of the day, there, there was clearly something shenanigans going on, and I would be highly shocked if there were not some sort of intelligence uh, fingerprints of, on, on that. And 
it was an experiment, you know, how can, what, how far will people go with this and how, what can we, what can we get them to look into and blah, blah, blah. And it's, um, it's still going on. <laughs> it's still going on. Yeah. That's the thing. That, <laughs> that's the thing that's truly flabbergasting for me. Yeah. But Tim, I know as a recovering QAnon <laughs> addict. <laughs> yeah, but I, I get it. There was a, there. I mean, as people point out, as because over the years, obviously, I've heard from people. Why don't you cover Q, James? Why are you ignoring the Q drops? And they would always say, you know, regardless of whatever you think of it, there's real information that's come out through that. And yeah, yeah, th- I, I, there is. I mean, uh, there are people who genuinely learnt, for example, about Epstein through Q. They didn't yeah. know about the Epstein yeah. story until the Q was dropping about it well okay that yeah that's that's good I, I i'm not denigrating that it's just well if you'd been listening to the corporate report you would have heard about epstein years earlier but whatever i mean fair enough you get your information where you get your information and yeah, there was but, some genuine stuff in there but as always it's the turd in the punch bowl you know it's the one percent oh. poison to the 99 percent good sugary sweets or whatever yeah that's how they do ja- it. james why would we listen to well-sourced open information when we can have an anonymous government source tell us what's going on well something some entity claiming to be an anonymous government source that speaks in riddles and questions and you know there was a a q drop like a week ago do you guys know that no No. yeah yeah what does it say (laughs) what does it say oh i bet you trump's really secretly in power is it yeah something it was like it was right before the election well so ridiculous (laughs) watermarked ballots yeah. really this time I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so, so trump was telegraphing his announcement for president for well months years at this point but uh it, very clearly the last couple of weeks right and it was the big announcement coming up big announcement mm. and people were speculating online and these are like you know kind of truther more on the conservative side, but but people who are, you know, don't believe the government, and they're they're saying things like, "Oh, I hope Trump is gonna, you know, show all the corruption in the military, and it all get taken care of," or "I, Trump is gonna show that Carrie Lake really won." It's like, no, this is Trump is going to announce that he's running for president because in Trump's world that's the most important thing in the world. Nothing else matters compared to that. You know, not not the not his supporters still rotting in jail cells in Washington D.C. Not anything else. But so yeah. have you ever? You guys ever like we we laugh and joke about it, but have you ever looked at like how dark it gets for the QAnon people? There there is, and I don't mean necessarily what QAnon's about, but they become so obsessed with it. They, they like neglect their families and they're just like, you know, don't worry. It's going to finally, everything's going to come to light and this is all going to happen. It's all going to yeah. go down soon. And, and like, it's like a sickness. It's like a, tr- like a full on like it, sickness. It's, it's sad. It's, it's kind of amazing that it works. It's kind of wild to think that you could conflate such a serious topic with such stuff like this was going on quite a while ago, but this is a much more mm. advanced version of yep. it and, and broad yeah. more broad as as a student of elul right actually uh, I, i'm gonna i'm gonna confess i still haven't read elul <laughs> this is this is my deep dark shame and so i feel suitably chastised that i know what i'm going to be doing over the christmas break but you merry christmas to me um but uh, but yeah clearly 
as advanced as the methods of information manipulation propaganda have been in the past how much more advanced are they now and Mm -hmm. it goes back to that quote i know you've heard it before let's say it again we'll know our disinformation program is complete when everything the american public believes is false uh attributed to former cia director william casey and there is some good sourcing on that from barbara honiger i believe but anyway um, regardless of even if that is a made-up quote, it's the, the essence of it is exactly right. This is what intelligence agencies are. By deceit, we will make war. And, um, and I don't know about you guys, but it is genuinely becoming hard to figure out what is satire and what is real these days. Here's a, a, just the most bizarrest story I have ever seen that just floated across my news wires, and I don't, I don't know whether this is real. I, is this satire? Woman who married a rag doll claims their relationship is hanging on a thread after he <laughs> cheated by texting another woman. And there are photos of this couple, their wedding. She gave birth to a rag doll on a live stream for 200 audience members. I, I, I don't I don't know what this is, but this is coming from the Daily Mail, so take it for what it's worth. Yeah. But uh, uh, this is the kind of absolute insanity that is being mixed in with news and information and from every side, and it is getting harder and harder to know what is real, even, and then sorting out what is really real once you get to the real stuff. I mean, it's, it's, the- it's crazy. Then the clearly satire material gets censored for being too, yeah. too accurate. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> Babylon yeah. B Babylon yeah. B stuff, you know. But uh, but uh, yeah, I I think there's definitely the the QAnon stuff, and you know, I think I'm guessing, and I, I think I've heard you talk about it in the past. But the the reason you run your website and your podcast the way you do is you're not a fan of the anonymous government source, the secret information, which is for a long time, you know, really drove so-called independent media. Mm. Well, and, and above board media as well. I mean, that's how it works. You get your info from stringers and what have you. And that was part of that CIA and the media 2.0 that I just, uh, that podcast I just did, the CIA and the media 1.0, when you actually go, and I, I hope people will follow the links to those interviews I was just playing little clips of, of Frank Snepp and Ralph McGeehy and people like that, John Stockwell. Um, when you actually listen to their full interviews, they, I mean, it's it's fascinating to hear from the CIA insider perspective of what was going on. And of course, the journalists in Saigon knew who was on CAA payroll and who they, where they were getting this information from. But, you know, quid pro quo, we'll share a little info with you, you share a little info with us. And they would talk about how, of course, they'd give good pieces of information that verifiable, that turn out, pan out well. And then they'd slip in the thing that they wanted the reporters to report on, you know. And it's a wonderful, virtuous circle from their perspective because everyone gets something and they all uh, they and all the, grease the, the skids. the war continues. <laughs> and the war continues, and they get what they want out of it. And um, and that's the way it functioned for so long, of course. Yeah, it being manipulated like that. And then, yeah, the 2.0 is just, so, it's just think, flabbergasting. Do you think it's possible that the 2.0 is a result of the repealing of the Smith, Smith-Munt Act with the uh, National Defense Authorization or whatever from 2013? No. Oh, sorry. 
I have my own thoughts on that, but Andrew, I'm interested to hear yours. Oh, I've always thought that was a big red herring. Mm. Like they've they've been lying before. They've been propagandizing mm. before that. After that, it. I don't think it had anything to do with. I tend with anything. To, I tend to agree with that, but today when I listen to the the podcast, or excuse me, the Propaganda 2.0 podcast, I actually listened to it earlier today. My thought was like, was that when they this like when that was finally like repealed is that when they just like kicked it into overdrive like all right i'm on the cia this is what i do this is what we're yeah. telling well, you well intelligence I would, analysts from the cia right <laughs> yeah. I, I remember 2000 i want to say seven or eight in that time frame um when it came out it was new york times front page like big story about the uh the pentagon propagandists the pentagon on the payroll former retired generals who are all sitting on the boards of raytheon and what have you who are the featured military correspondence for every major um, news program in America and all of this. And that was, that was big news. That was a big deal when it came out. Like, did you know these retired generals are actually you know, profiting from the war and they have contact with the Pentagon and blah, blah, blah. Um, so it has been going on for much longer than that. Uh, yeah. Uh, Andrew, I'm with you. I, I know I did a piece somewhere back in the archives talking about that Smith month and how it is a bit of a red herring that it didn't, it, you know, okay, it's a thing, but it didn't actually change um, very much. But I have to dig that out from my own archives because I don't remember the details of it. But I remember being sort of unimpressed by its actual significance when I really started to look into the details of it. But um, but it, at any rate, I think there has been a change in inflection in that time frame. Sure. Certainly over the past decade, there has yep. been a more of an outright. But honestly, I would locate that more in the ascendance of Trump and the Trump era, mm -hmm. that was when we started to get the left openly on board cheering for all of these CIA yeah. directors and what have you, because they're against Trump. Um, that was really where it started to hit me anyway. <laughs> and WikiLeaks are bad guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the, yeah. Yeah. Get, Fascinating. It really is, it really and, is yeah. the changeover from left wing bird of prey right wing bird of prey that is where you really see where the chips actually are lying because i remember uh vividly the 2008 9 uh bush obama transition mm -hmm. and uh, for example i was just talking about this with brock the other day remember keith olbermann he used to mm -hmm. have um at the end of his show every day he had this like 10 minute video essay essentially um, that was actually quite influential on 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 myself in terms of oh I should do something like that and I started doing the last word series in it um, and some of them were really good and hard hitting and really digging up dirt and details on the neocons and the things that they were up to but I vividly remember the very last one that he did of the Bush era was like the eight worst abuses of the Bush administration in eight minutes or something like that eight years and eight mm -hmm. minutes and. Uh, he goes through, and again, excellent point after excellent point about the torture and the lies into the war and all of that stuff. And yep, hard-hitting was really good. And I was actually getting ready to like, oh, I should, I should share this with the audience. And then the very end, he's like, and all of that can be dispelled with one word, hope. And of course, it's just free to <laughs> Obama. You know, Obama's going to save yeah, us. This, and Obama's that was the moment. Good. And then yeah. all of the these... All of these outlets that had been good under Bush suddenly, on a dime, started to become propagandists for the 
the the mainstream narrative, the raw story and whatever, the, the daily democracy. show and other sources yeah. that you could yeah. look at in the Bush yeah. era and go, yeah, they, they got it right about the neocons are suddenly totally wrong. And exactly the same thing when it transitions from Obama to Trump. It's like mm-hmm. all of these outlets that you think, well, okay, okay or they, all, all these things that we think we can rely on, like the left are going to be anti-war, the left are going to be against the CIA or whatever. Suddenly that can change because mm-hmm. orange man bad. It's, it's very revealing. It's the, right around that time, I've, I was a member of Iraq Veterans Against the War and like going to meetings and, you know, state helping plan protests and whatnot. And then when Obama got elected, they were trying to just like, well, I guess we're good now. <laughs> War's cool now. Yeah, so everything's everything's good. And, and I was like, wait, no more I was like, are, w. Bush, are you? Wars. I was like, are you serious? This guy's like, oh yeah. I mean, things are headed in the right direction now. We got a Democrat in office, and then they go Obama, and like the chapter literally like died on the vine. Like that was it. No, there was no more activity. We had a, a Democrat in office. So very sad. It was. It was very sad. I was confused. I was extremely confused and then disappointed overall. Yeah. And I, I remember they actually asked Obama. They said, you promised all this change, but you, everyone in your cabinet was part of Bill Clinton's cabinet. So where's the change? And he, he said, I'm the change. <laughs> <laughs> in other words, I'm, you, you got a new face to the same... The same deep state, the same agenda yeah. that marches yeah. on, and and you know you got Trump hiring all the people he hired, just government sacks and all of that, yeah, and uh, almost got Robert F. Kennedy and on some sort of vaccine panel, but uh, yeah. Bill Gates kind of twisted his arm there. That was weird. Yeah. That was even, yeah. even better mm. explained in the new uh, mm. real Anthony Fauci, and it's right. it's still weird. <laughs> Yep. Dell Big Tree's in the room. Fauci pulls him aside, tells him he's doing good work. Like, really weird. Mm-hmm. Weird mm-hmm. deal. Yeah, if it, which was a good documentary. It should have had more James Corbett clips in it. There was a, <laughs> a, a, a small bit that was good, but. So, I'm happy it, to be the guy in the background that's feeding these kind of documentaries with information. That's, yeah. that's fine for me. Yeah. Well, and. And I, I've been super impressed with Kennedy's work. I mean, he's come so far from... It used to be he was the... I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but I, you know, they've got these harmful ingredients that we should take out of them. And he's now he's like full-on, you know, knows all your material, knows all, mm. all the actual stuff. So, it's great. Yeah, so. I have a, I have yeah a, again, um, crisis times. You really start to learn about you know, who's who and who's really on board and all those people who suddenly were like hey you know whatever the government's saying to go stay home stay home for safety it really reveals a lot about who's actually opposed to the system who right. really sees the system and understands what it is yeah it's a, it's a really uh, easy litmus test like if they were recommending the vaccine you can pretty much cross them off your <laughs> your sources of information list there. So it's a, but if, if we couldn't, if we couldn't, you know, read the tea leaves on what was going on with the, with the vaccine and the, that whole agenda, then I'm sorry. I I don't trust, don't trust your discernment. uh, Or, or the people who, you know, who didn't get it at the time, but then 
a year and a half later or whatever. Uh, you know what? Maybe you're right. Oh, well. But actually, the worst part about that is generally it, it's the kind of people who avoid they don't want to. I mean, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but actually, it turns out all of that was right. OK, anyway, and we'll learn nothing from this and move on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Time for amnesty. Mm. <laughs> OK, uh, back to my questions to you yes. guys. Yes. Because this is what the listeners here want to know. A hundred percent. We're 300 episodes into this enterprise of yours. Where are we going from here? What is the what is the long term vision for how Revelations Radio News will conquer the world? Well, considering I've been, you know, making clips for like the last twenty episodes, mm-hmm. I feel like this is, you know, it, we're getting better. I I feel like it's a little more of a real podcast now. So you know, we're just we're finding our stride here. It's, at least as far as I'm concerned. I know I prep a lot more than I used to. I will say that. So, it's, But uh, as far as where we're going, we I don't know if Tim might have ideas, but we haven't, we haven't talked about it beyond uh, we're not planning on stopping, you know, anytime soon. So, yeah, I would agree with that. Not planning on stopping anytime soon. And I, I personally, We've been talking about this a little bit off air here and there, but I just want to get more of a community feeling uh, just because one thing that happened with the pandemic was it made everybody feel isolated mm-hmm. and we have all this technology at our disposal to, to try and keep things, you know, community feeling. One thing I was thinking about this earlier today and actually thinking about how we could do that with this podcast and obviously thinking about you know speaking to you this evening and one of the ways that you do it obviously you don't trust any of these other apps or whatever we may end up using one of these somewhat compromised apps but just to be able to talk to each other i, I don't know there's the, the the hard part of getting all the of your people to adopt a certain thing that's going to be absolutely frustrating yeah. um, but the the thing that you did was you know just open up the open up the website and open it up for comments and I think back when I started the website, I had everything closed for comments because you remember back 10 years ago, like there was so much spam that like was, there mm. wasn't good yeah. filters. And so yeah. you constantly would just get these like links to porn or just weird yeah. th- stuff that yeah. would come up. So uh, n- now I think I might actually open up the comments, try to get go for more of a community mm. feel and, and open well, up the comments. Uh <laughs> I know that you moderate them all, and I don't want to spend a bunch of my time doing that. But I, I do as little moderating as humanly possible. Really? But yeah, I mean, I got to check what what people have posted. But, sure, um, but people people have to sign in. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the thing. That's yeah. the sort of because that if it weren't for that, I don't think I would have just open comments because then it does turn into a moderation job. Like that becomes like a full time job. Okay. Um, that's a good. So so me. yeah, the sure the, the fact in. that they are paying members of the website certainly does. I think raise the level of contribution, shall we say? For sure. But yeah, just trying to get more of a community feel, getting to know, uh, maybe even possible in-person meetups and stuff like that. You know, one thing that we've been kind of blown away by is just, you know, supporters that, you know, live close. We have, you know, ranchers talking about trying to get us, you know, fresh meat that, you know, next time they're in Oklahoma. And uh, we have Mm. a a couple supporters right here in Oklahoma City area. You know, you guys, you guys had to start some sort of Oklahoma group thing. I think so. And I think we could, we could pull from neighboring states. One great part about Oklahoma, as opposed to Seattle and Portland 
if you look at a map, Seattle and Portland are so far from everything else. I mean, it's far. The next biggest city is San Francisco, and it's like 800 miles from, from uh, mm. if you don't count Vancouver. And I mean, who counts Canada anyway? This is, <laughs> not, but, not uh, I. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so that that would be the future for me is being more involved uh, with the uh, and trying to make it feel more like a community. Yeah, and I think there's an op- awesome opportunity for not necessarily growth there, but just yeah, consolidation. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, you do want to you you want to take it to that that next level. I, I'll be happy when I hear a live edition of the podcast with people cheering in the background, a big stadium. <laughs> there we go, people. live studio <laughs> audience. Stadium. Yeah. What could go wrong? <laughs> so, it, it, Andrew doesn't remember. Do you still not remember, Andrew, that we did a show like on the radio? Oh, that people could call into? Yeah. No, I think I remember that. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a couple of weeks ago. I think we hung up the phone. And he's like, Do we do a radio show? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, Yeah, dude, we did. The Corbett Report Radio. There was a Corbett Report Radio show. Remember I remember that. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep, yep. You remember, remember my radio show more than yours? <laughs> I, I remember the Frank and Chris show. Oh, yeah. And, it, and I remember your previous yep. podcast before we started doing the podcast. I am a whiz with podcast names. If you ever need to come up with a good podcast name, James, just ask me. I've came up with The Tim and Mike Show, <laughs> which was me and my co-host, Josh. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, and then I came up with Revelations Radio News, which literally was based off a website that is now defunct. Used to be, yeah. <laughs> used to be run by uh, Chris White, but now completely defunct. So now we're stuck with a with a name that we've been with for 300 episodes, yeah. and and we, we get, get the occasional yeah. email. It's it's not Revelations. So, it's Revelation. So and James, it's like, what, I I know this I know. isn't a question so much as a I feel for you. And that is, every time we have you on the show, we get a lot of feedback almost instantaneously. And it is kind, but it's filled with correction. (laughs) 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 And I feel for you, man. I don't know what, like, (laughs) what stand. I think you present such a professional standard that they just, I just want these people to get on the mic and make their own dang podcast and quit criticizing people. And I can't imagine what they do to you. This lady writes in, she's like... There should be no S at the end of it because if you look in the Bible, the name is this, and I'm just like, I, I like, just kind of like falling out of my chair. Like, I know it was after a stupid network, and it's not me. Like, I didn't name it that because some other dude named his name's Frank, and he. Who even? I, I don't even want to. I didn't even write back. I'm like, I'm just not even gonna write back. Let's fine. You I should to, see my inbox. I know, yeah. man, and I've heard you talk about it. And it's like, I just just give the guy a break. He's as professional as possible. Meanwhile, nobody. I mean. Yeah. I, I can't even remember to hit record. Nobody writes me to criticize me. It's like, keep putting them out, Tim. Good job. <laughs> I will say, yeah, we get, we, we do get criticism. Yeah. And not much though, but, uh, we, we never get accused of being like agents. Yeah. We'd always, we always talk about him being a fake I don't agent think, from Arizona. I don't think we're, I don't think we're professional enough to get like the, the agent criticism. Yeah. I, I know. Oh, yeah. I know you have gotten that. Oh, I oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I've I've gotten it for him. I've, the links oh. links are too good. The time codes and the links too good. That's that's he's he's intelligence. <laughs> 
It's clearly a whole I love CIA team. Yes, yeah. Yeah. I truly, I love the he, fact that my critics a, always stress how good my work is. Yes, as a criticism. <laughs> as a criticism. This yeah. is a question that we all should really know. Are you a bit of a perfectionist, James? <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say perfectionist, okay. but I am definitely, I guess, control freakish in okay. that um, you'll notice. Okay, I... It is objectively, objectively insane that I am doing literally everything. Webmastering. Yes, I agree. Um, I agree. Uh, just yes. posting all of this yeah. stuff. Administration, yeah. answering mm-hmm. emails. Yep. I always yep. get emails from yep. people going, Are, yep. is this really, James? Yep. Are you really mm-hmm. answering your email? <laughs> yes, I'm really answering my emails. Who's going to answer them for me? Literally, I have no one. I have Brock West doing the video editing. And even that was like a big thing for me. Like, oh, do I want to give video editing work to somebody else? And then what if he, you know, what if he doesn't do the editing I like? I'm going to have to correct it all. Even to this day, people think that, you know, Brock yes. does it and then that's done. No, no, he hands it back to me and then I do the final edit. I, this is, hmm. I do not give up control lately. I so. think I was like four threads deep on, the, on, the, on your site one time, making a comment or reading a comment. And then some guy just starts going off about how you had removed his previous comment. And I'm like, oh, why is... It made me sad for a minute. I was like, why is James' head full of this crazy person at this time? <laughs> like, why is James having to remove comments from this person when he well, should be enjoying hmm. all of these other things? But I know that you do everything. And as a guy who has a text-based, completely plain Jane, barely functioning website... And and tries and to is throw a professional graphic designer. Yeah, <laughs> tries to tries to throw a show together once a week. I, I don't know how you do it. I really well, don't. So I, I, the funny thing is, ninety nine percent. I'm going to guess that that person was actually they lost which thread their comment was on, and it was on another thread. Because I I have I could count on one hand the number of times I've ever removed a comment outright mm. on a post ever in the fifteen years I've been doing this. So yeah. I don't, it's, I don't, I'm, it's not saying, I'm sorry, I'm not saying that you're removing a bunch of stuff, but I just remember him referencing the possibility of it and mm-hmm. thinking, oh, James is deep in this, too. Like, No, I, how, I get it all the time. So, And it's are, always misunderstanding. Since, uh, anyway. Yeah, I hate all that stuff. So, so one, one more question. This is super important to me. Do Are you the type of person that can plan like to the 15 minutes to the five minutes, like your whole day? Oh, God, no. No, no. No? (laughs) Yeah. People think I have some sort of great organization system to be able to do what I do. It's, no, not really. It's just my brain is funnily wired so that I can remember things usually. And secondarily, no, I don't have any organization system. I just do things as they come up. And it works out as long as you work, you know, 21 hours a day. (laughs) Goodness. See, that's the thing. That's the thing, man. You got to stay healthy. We got, we need you around. We can't have you just burning yourself out over here. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm not, uh, yeah. Imagine me in 30 years. (laughs) They're turning the freaking frogs gay. No, just kidding. Yeah, I'm morphing just, into my final just, form. I'm going to be Alex. <laughs> just, just don't start smoking Marble Reds and pounding Ooh. beers. And oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, whiskey <sighs> by the gallon. There, that's not not a good idea. There. That's no, Tim, you inspire me with the all the health talk and yeah. the you know getting out and running and all that like that. You know, I know, I, I absolutely that is what we if they are trying to make us sick. We should be as healthy as possible. That is the real defiance here. That's the way to win. Amen. 
Yeah. So, James, I, if it's all right, I'll add a, another subject, if we can talk about it. Um, your prediction for this year was a kind of a a mm. um, outage of some sort or hack mm. or some big yep. Yep. big event. And there have been certainly some events that resemble that. Do mm. you think there's still a, a bigger one coming? Or do you think um, like the, I don't know, the Canadian power outage and or Canadian internet outage and mm, the, the other right, things right, right. that have happened? Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that definitely was not what I was predicting. I am I am happy, ecstatic to say, yeah, totally wrong. That was an off prediction. But in my defense, I think I did say I, I was hoping that this that I'd be able to come back in 12 months and say, oh, I was wrong about that one. Uh, yeah, I don't think that was the story of 2022. <laughs> I wouldn't try to defend that. Um, I do think that is still in the cards. And I do mm-hmm. think that is a card that they can play in the future and presumably will play at the point at which it is most beneficial to them. I don't think it means, you know, the internet's down forever, but I think a significant disruption of some sort that causes a fundamental change in the way that people get online. And the ID for the internet, I mean, that's that's in the cards, that's coming, and I think they just need the proper excuse for that. So I do see some sort of cyber false flag in the future. I don't, it hasn't happened in 2022 yet. I mean, there have been some events, but nothing on that scale that, that I was referring to. But there's, there were some events that were interestingly timed with drills going on for, you know, preparing for that sort of event. So I, right. There was, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, what was that called now? I don't, e- I can't remember the name off the top of my head. It wasn't event 201, but the World Economic Cyber Forum Polygon. was involved in Cyber Polygon. Yeah. Yep. 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 Thank you. Yeah. And they were, yeah, there was, there was an event that happened at the time that they were running their drill, but I thought that was last year. Anyway, I'll look it all up for this year's new world next year. It was, it was last July. Right. Not, not this year, last July. So the tangentially, how much do you hate predictions and may have it be to make them? Uh, you know, of course it's stupid. I am not, I do not know the future. I'm not going to get it. But it is an interesting exercise that we should probably all be attempting to engage in, at least privately, um, to try to consolidate what is it, what is it that we know? What do we, what do we think we know about the direction that things are heading, the trends? That, that is important because that helps to consolidate our, what's sort of swirling around in our head and, it does help to write that sort of thing down or to, to put it into some sort of words so that you at least have an idea of what it is that you think about where we are and where it's going so that hopefully, really, aspirationally, we can change that. I mean, this isn't some script that's been written for all time and there's no one who can change it. I mean, right. we have a part to play in what's going on right now. Um, and, and it's important to realize that stuff is not happening coincidentally. There's not mm. like, oh, look, a crypto crash, mm. and now we mm. need government regulation. No one thought of that before. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. This is kind of the, the narrative that so, with FTX and and what have mm. you. So how do if, I... My, my guess was nothing would happen. That was my guess for the prediction for this year, which is my own way of saying I don't want to play this game anymore. Yeah. But... Yeah. 
You're there right. hasn't been anything that happened <laughs> to the American people other than a supposed war in Ukraine that has been as traumatic as the last couple of years. Right. No, My in theory a, in a was real... that they would just lay off for a minute and let everybody kind of get their feet about them. Because if you're yeah. going to traumatize everybody, it has more impact if you let everything go back to normal first mm. and then do it again. Mm, I just didn't yeah. think they'd layer it on at the, at the time. And yeah. that was the reason for my prediction. You know, but there's an important way that you could read that prediction and how it came true, question mark, right. is that, yeah, okay, we've had crazy stuff happening this year, not least of which being the Ukraine thing, but the energy crisis and whatever else is eventuating. But yeah, a lot of it is is more about what what is what people are thinking could happen or yeah, the threat yeah, of yeah, something, yeah. sort of that cloud of doom hanging over people's heads, but it hasn't really rained yet you know like we can all see the rain is hanging there in the clouds we know it's going to rain but it hasn't really fallen yet right? right not no one's like it's not like millions of people are on the streets and power outages everywhere and whatever but we all know it's coming yeah we yeah. are in that kind of holding pattern and i think you might be right maybe they're concerned about um uh outrage fatigue or whatever it is well, and there was the you know, the Fauci crying wolf about pandemics over and over and over again. Mm. And yeah, monkeypox. Yeah, that's one that thing go? that didn't happen was, this year. Right? Was that floated and then just, I mean, what happened? Yeah. That was what, weird. I don't know. What did happen? All I mean, sudden, I, as far sudden, as I know, it's still actually a declared emergency. The yeah. State of Oregon, just a, a total coincidence that it happened right after the election, has declared a state of emergency over RSV. which is like you know like there's been rsv around for a long time Mm -hmm. like this is not a new a new phenomenon but uh yeah they're or is it they they will push the medical martial law thing as far as they can think they can get away with it politically that's for sure going off the top of my head isn't rsv specifically what peter hotez was talking about when that clip that i'm sure i played a few times in 2020 2021 where he was talking about, you know, if you challenge someone with uh, with the, the the virus, but then you vaccinate you vaccinate someone, then you challenge them with the, the wild virus, and it will be worse than yeah. if you hadn't vaccinated them. Whatever. Yeah, you know it that. was the RSV vaccine. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. But, From the sixties, I think they were doing that original research. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to try and push an RSV vaccine, or they're just using that as like the, you know, because mm. I I think ideally, then you can say well, we have to worry about all this stuff and RSV is bad because there's no vaccine. Mm-hmm. But we've got all nah, these other right, wonderful yeah. vaccines, you know. Well, it's the triple-demic, don't you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God so gave you what, two arms, so you can get one in each arm. You know? <laughs> and two legs and a couple buttocks and, you know, where else can we jab you? Did you see the clip of Trudeau getting heckled yeah. walking down the street in Canada? No, is this recent? James. Yeah, recent. No, they're telling telling him to take their vaccine and shove it up his behind and all the, all the rest. It's it's pretty good. He just he he is smart enough to blow it off and pretend he doesn't hear any of it. But mm, yeah, yeah ah, the Jill Biden approach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw the clip of him today getting uh, heckled by Xi Jinping. Any further questions for us, or not any further? Do you have any questions? For, any more questions for us, James? Uh, 
I think, you know what, I think we've had a good wide-ranging discussion, and I'm just, I'm on board. I'm interested to hear where you guys are going. I'm liking the direction you're taking. I've certainly noticed more clips and things like that, and it seems like you're coming up with kind of themes for each episode. It's an evolving podcast. I'm along for the ride. Thank you guys for doing what you do. Many hands make light work, and I appreciate what you guys are doing. Well, thank you, James, and you were... Guest choice number one for episode 300, for sure. So we we appreciate what you do and um, always amazed at the amount of good work that you put out there and are looking forward to what's coming next. Well, I am not going to slack so that I will also be guest choice number one for episode 500. That's the <laughs> one that I think is the real gold. So I'm, I'm going to work for it. It's literally guest host number one or uh, yeah, guest That'll, choice number one for the podcast ever in 2012. So. Well. If we if we figure uh, you know fifty two shows every two years, Kilkenny, <laughs> then that'll be the year twenty thirty. So that could be you know that could be a big year. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh man! But, uh, One of the best things for this podcast has been letting go of my perfectionism with the audio, and I know it's not great sometimes, but. It's better that I get it out than I sit and hold on to it and then wait and then edit it over days and then make it sound well. And then it's like three days later or I don't get it out or I just get too frustrated to do it. And then we don't do a podcast for months. So I think the smartest one of the smartest changes we've made is that I just don't edit it at the end. If there's some curse I, words. I do hear or, a naughty word now and then. Though. Yeah. Do you really? You guys, well, I think I heard one once and I was like, oh. Didn't get that one. Uh, uh, what's uh, what's his name? Nightmare. Jimmy Dore. Yeah. You gotta watch those Jimmy Dore clips. Andrew's worst nightmare. Yeah, yeah. Now Jimmy Jimmy Dore. I've tried to clean him up. But. Well, before um, RRN five hundred, there will be interview two thousand of the Ooh. Corbett report. So, oh, <laughs> <you're>, know, <laughs> we, if we could get you're, you back on for. <laughs> Yeah. For that milestone, that would be I, that would be an honor. You you interview me for two thousand, or do I interview? Yeah, you? yeah. Well, no, anyway, it, we'll work it, it out. We would inter- interview you for interview two thousand. Currently, you're at seventeen sixty five. Looks like wow. So wow, yeah. It's, uh, We're getting there. That's a lot. All right, guys, continue doing what you do. Thank you for doing what you do. Thank you Thank for coming you, James. on, James. All right, folks, that concludes my portion of the 300th episode of Revelations Radio News. So, as I say, please do check out the full episode. If you are interested, the link will be in the show notes. And I do feel compelled to say at the end here, because I think it was not clear as I was speaking extemporaneously there in the conversation, I think it sounded like I said that the real Anthony Fauci documentary filmmakers had been, I'd been in touch with them or supplying them information or something like that. That's the way it comes across, the way I said that, but that is absolutely not what I meant uh, by that. I have never, I don't know who the real Anthony Fauci filmmakers are, and I have not been in touch with them in any way, shape, or form. I was making a more sort of general comment that I I have a suspicion that a lot of documentary filmmakers in this space are in some way or other uh, influenced by my work or the work that I do that has influenced other people that gets passed on. Anyway, that was kind of the general point that I was making there, not a specific point about that documentary or the filmmakers. Um, Also on 
other housekeeping matters. Uh, I will state at the very, very end here <laughs> that this, this of course, is only, this is an audio podcast, not a video podcast. There is no video. So for the people who inevitably will come along and say, James, you forgot to post the video, or where's the video in the comment section, you can inform them, <laughs> being good diehard listeners who have listened all the way through and to the very end, where I often... Hint, hint, hint. I often put important information at the end just to check to see if who is and who is not actually listening and uh, imbibing this material. <laughs> you can inform them that this is an audio podcast, not a video podcast. Anyway, that all being said, uh, I hope you enjoyed this conversation. As I say, a looser sort of banter style communication. And so I always enjoy talking to Tim and Andrew and uh, wish them best of luck on 300 more episodes of Revelations Radio News, or thousands more. Who knows? Any At any rate, that will do it for me for today. I am uh, James Corbett of CorbettReport.com, and I'm looking forward to talking to you again in the very near future.